Welcome to Pep Talks, People Empowering People. These uplifting interviews allow everyday people to share their not-so-everyday stories of resiliency to help you get through your story. This is your host, Casey Crawford-Kellum. I'm a widow who has certainly faced my share of adversity, but I continue to keep on dancing. I'm a school counselor, author, yoga instructor, motivational speaker, and former business owner and special ed teacher, and now podcaster. My journey is about helping you to get through your journey. Today I am with Jackie Chavez Anderson, who is a yoga teacher and certified Ayurveda health educator and founder of A New Horizon, educating, encouraging, and empowering others to ignite their health evolution. Jackie's goal is to share her passion, enthusiasm, and love for yoga and Ayurveda. Struggling with unhealthy negative body image perceptions of herself through her childhood and as an adult, coupled along with poor diet and a lifestyle routines through her years, led to a decline in her physical and emotional health. As the diagnoses began to pile up with high blood pressure, obesity, and above average ranges in glucose and cholesterol levels, she turned to yoga and Ayurveda and embraced the ancient philosophies that allow her the ability to tune into her body and tune out negative thoughts and outside harmful influences. As her journey continues to guide her on the path of health and wellness, she desires to share with others her knowledge of how the tools of holistic health care allows for an opportunity to meet yourself where you are at and to live your best life. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much for being with me today. This is actually my first live interview with a human in my studio since the onset of the corona. So thank you for being here, Jackie. Thank you for inviting me. I love to be in your beautiful home and see your amazing face right across from me. It's kind of fun having a real human here, I can't, <laughs> gotta admit. Um, and it's so nice to have Jackie here. She is a breath of fresh air and plethora of information on just making that change for our bodies and our minds and our souls. So I'm excited to have you all learn more about her journey. So Jackie, why don't you just start by telling us, you know, who you are? What do you do for a living? Currently, I am the administrator for the North Olmsted Senior Center. And um, I have been there for over 20 years. Um, but I'm also a yoga teacher and Ayurveda health and wellness educator and counselor. And I'm really enthusiastic about holistic health and wellness. And that's really where my path has been driving me lately. Um, I know that eventually I'll be retiring and I'm collecting as many tools as I can in my toolbox to help me transition away from, you know, a full-time traditional job where I have my benefits and my retirement information to, onto something that I'm passionate about and helping others. I have a degree in mental health and I have a degree in social work. And I've always felt a drive to help and be with others and educate others. And it's just kind of a perfect fit with, um, as I was going through my journey, looking for 
alternative ways for health and wellness. And, you know, wasn't so much of a fan of having to take the pills for high blood pressure or, you know, the doctors kept telling me I was close to, you know, becoming a diabetic if I didn't watch my sugar and I needed to lose weight. And there's so many things. So I took up running and running was great and I loved it. And I completed seven half marathons. However, you know, it did have a toll on my body. And as I was discovering running, I also discovered yoga because, it just kind of fell into my lap. Um, yoga found me. I, th- I don't think I found yoga. And it just really resonated with me. And I fell in love with it. And I kind of feel like in my life when I never, I say, oh, I could never be a yoga teacher. I could never do this. And then I always find myself doing that thing that you say you're never going to do. And lo and behold, you know, a few years into it, I became a yoga teacher. And I love it. And I was, you know, didn't see that in my future. That is beautiful. What a, what a turn because uh, going from running to yoga, those are kind of two different ends of the spectrum that I can completely run, relate to because I also was an avid runner back in the day. And if anybody, uh, anybody who knows me would definitely say they could not believe that I am now turned to yoga. So it's definitely a difference in how we treat our body bodies. I mean, we really start to honor that pain. So I'm grateful that you found the yoga. You I'm sure your body is more grateful that you found the yoga for what you were doing with our to our bodies with, you know, the running and all. Yeah, I do not have a typical runner's body. I'm a very curvy girl. Um, I like one of my if you within 10 minutes of meeting me, one of the things I tell you is my ethnic bath background because I'm so proud of it. And I say uh, I'm half Mexican. I'm half Slovak. So my top half, my bottom half never stood a chance. <laughs> So I was born this way, like Lady Gaga likes to say, and I was born, you know, short, 5'4", and curvy, and hourglass figure, and um, I don't know why I thought running was a good idea. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was, it was inexpensive. I, you know, you just needed a good pair of shoes. I didn't have to have a gym membership. I didn't have to, you know, be stuck to some class schedule at the time. And it was very freeing and empowering to finish these half marathons. And, and, and it really lifted me up. But like I said, over time, my body was like, no bueno, please stop <laughs> with the knees in the back because right. you are no spring chicken. It takes a toll. It feels <laughs> so good though. You get like this runner's high. I mean, you just, you got, you need more, your body craves more and you just feel so good. And that pain did you feel after a run? Oh my gosh, it's like such a good pain. Yeah. But eventually you hit like a certain age in your life and you're like, okay, I can't do this pain anymore. This is hurting. Yeah, it stopped. It's, I stopped in, you know, enjoying it. And then I never, it never really, you know, grabbed my heart and soul where I had, you know, the, the need and the love for running that most people do. And mile 11, I just kind of kept crying every single race. <laughs> mile 11 was, I hit that mile and then just the tears started coming and I'm like, what is this going to be over? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Any half marathoners out there can probably relate or even marathoners. I completely get that. Yes. That when is it going to be over? Which I don't feel when I do yoga. You know, when I'm doing yoga, I'm not saying, when is this going to be over? A lot of times I'm like, I hope this doesn't end because this feels really good. Yeah. So, so good for you for making that change. And and I love, I, I feel like you are, your message here today is twofold in helping all of us, you know, face our bodies, love our bodies and 
perhaps be offered some opportunities to do some good for our bodies and mind and soul as you share with us your Ayurvedic uh, training. And, but also that whole work piece, you know, we're, we're middle-aged, you're 49, and we get to a point where like, oh, how many more years do I have to do this? I don't want to do this the rest of my life. When can I get out and do what I love? Uh, for those of you that aren't doing what you truly love, and not that you don't love what you're doing, but you know, there's more, there's more that you want to do. You, you know that you can do more, especially having the background with mental health and um, counseling, you know that there's more that you can offer. And so I love how you're transitioning with all of this. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about this, this program and how you're, you're reaching out to people with your Ayurvedic practice and coaching? Yes. Um, so Ayurveda is, you know, it's a holistic health and wellness. It means the science or the study of life. It's Sanskrit and it's a sister science to yoga. And it's been around for over 5,000 years. Um, it originated out of India. And in India, there's actual hospitals dedicated just to Ayurveda health and wellness, like the size that we have here, um, where they do you know, just work with the patient one-on-one -on -one and they introduce, you know, herbs and diet, lifestyle, meditation, yoga. So it is a very beautiful philosophy that's been, you know, that brings to us. But here I feel in the U.S. it's slow coming um, and we're just so quick to find a pill, find a doctor, get this done. You know, I want, I want this to be over with. I want to lose weight in, you know, five weeks. And I've, I've tried it all. I've been there, done that. I've yo-yoed. I have, you know, um, you know, somebody said, stick a stick of butter up your nose once a week and you'd lose 10 pounds. I do it. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. We're uh, a country that wants a quick fix. And also we want whatever insurance is going to cover. Right. Those are the two big pieces for us. And so they don't, insurance won't cover non-farm core. Correct. Which is unfortunate because farm core has so many awful side effects to it. And if people knew, could, not all diseases, you know, can be treated, you know, treated without you know, farm core, I suppose. I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to play one right now. But, you know, I imagine if you had dropped a lot of the meds that you're on for things like the blood pressure and the glucose and such in practice with this Ayurveda, you'd see a difference. And, and you went through that, right? Didn't yes. you? Yeah? So tell yes, us. absolutely. Um, so yeah, I saw my health declining and as I was getting older and older, and I just kept telling myself, you know, what am I doing? How How is this going to look for me? And the blessing that I feel that I have with my job of working at the senior center for so many years is Monday through Friday, I have senior citizens telling me what they wish they would have done. You know, I wish I would have exercised more. I wish I would have taken better care of my body. I can hardly walk now. It hurts to get out of bed. I, I wish I would have, um, you know, taken better care of myself and done things for myself when I was your age. So what a fool I would be to not have it slapping me in the face, to not sit up and take notice and say, you know what, they're right. I need to take their wisdom. And as I was doing yoga, um, Ayurveda kind of found me once again. And I went to um, 
Kripalu, which is in Massachusetts. And there's where I met my first Ayurveda health counselor. And I went there for a workshop and I had my introduction of Ayurveda health and wellness. And I spent the week learning about it, learning about the philosophies, learning about how we all have our own constitutions, what we're born with. Again, like I was born this way. These, these, this is my DNA. This is my footprint. Um, I, I had to stop struggling and fighting against the machine of who I am and trying to fit the mold of what society or um, people around me are telling me I should be. Um, Media, newspaper, movies. Everywhere, I mean, everywhere. Curvy bodies were such a beautiful, uh, beautifully portrayed Early on, the Marilyn Monroe's, and then somewhere along the line, it became stick and bones. Like, where, how is that attractive? I you know. know, like, so yes, I, I was born in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been somebody <laughs> back in the nineteen forty fifties. Yes, yes, uh, the bodies, all the magazines, all the ads, you know, we're all about these beautiful curvy bodies. And somewhere we lost that that healthy and now it's this unhealthy kind of look sometimes. So um I, I appreciate you and I appreciate your honesty about you and that you love you. This is who you are. Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the main things when I um, finally did, um, so I went to Kapalo and I learned that. And then from there, um, you know, I, I do what I do. I just buy every single book. Even before I came here, my husband was looking at our bookshelf and saying, you've got a lot of books because right before I came here, I was sitting reading a book about herbs. And I said, well, I could have worse vices right, right. <laughs> than collecting books. And he goes, you know, you're right. You're right. But, you know, then I went to an ashram in the Shivananda ashram in the Bahamas and I spent a week there. So what is an ashram for the audience? An ashram is where you go, you're invited to go, you, well, you pay to go <laughs> to reflect and learn. And it is very, um, it's very constructed. So you get up in the morning at very specific times. You do very specific yoga practices throughout the day. You eat very specific clean foods and you're there for meditation and reflection and learning and education. And there I met a woman who was from the California College of Ayurveda. And she said, you know, there's a, we have a sister school in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, you do. Hmm. I know Columbus, Ohio. And um, I looked into it and I enrolled and it's a 600 hour course of Ayurveda health education workshop that I can went through and I completed. And for a year, I would go to Columbus on weekends and um, just be immersed in the studies um, with the sister school is at Yoga on High, and it was with the California College of Ayurveda sister school there. Um, so that just really popped into my head. And this was, I was doing yoga, but at this time I wasn't a yoga teacher. So although I was practicing yoga and I had welcomed yoga into my life, and I knew that Ayurveda was a sister science to it, um, the Ayurveda drove me first and the yoga teacher came second. But with that being said, it really resonated with me because one of the things that I learned doing during this year of discovery was to meet yourself where you're at. And it was like somebody hit me over the head with a brick. Meet yourself where you're at. And I feel that that's something that I work on every single day. 
And every single day I'm different. Every single day I'm meeting myself in a different place. And that's okay. And that's what you work with. You work with things every single day. Where am I at today? I also like to say that um, pizza is my spirit animal. So (laughs) if I wake up and I really want a pizza, that's okay. That's where I'm meeting myself where I'm at. And if I welcome that particular food and I eat it in a calm, loving environment and I'm not stressed out and I'm not eating it in the corner like a, you know, a mouse, you know, scrolling it away and shamed. Yeah. Then that's how my body's going to accept it. But if I sit and I light a candle and I'm with my husband and we're sitting outside and we make a date night of it in our backyard or something, then it just becomes a lovely meal. It doesn't care that I'm eating pizza. Or a salad. I it's love that. how I'm accepting that nutrition into my body at that time. That's beautiful. And wow. tomorrow I can eat a salad. Right, right. <laughs> In the corner. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love that your husband, Dave, is so uh, supportive of all that you're doing. I mean, you're leaving on the weekends to get this training and you've been in a couple different trainings that you've experienced. And, and how wonderful to have somebody supporting you through your journey. I mean, that's really beautiful. You're very blessed to, to have that. And I, I'm grateful for Dave for being your number one cheerleader there for and supporting you to be the best version of yourself. I agree. He, he pushes me. He's we I like to say, well, he's a mechanical engineer, so he's very scientific. And here I am with, hey, I'm, I'm just completed my Reiki level two, where you're healing with vibrational energy. And he raises an eyebrow. He's like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two totally different levels. Right? Yeah, totally yeah. Different levels. But that's okay because he grounds me and I kind of bring him up into my world a little bit too. So Sure. You kind of come to a fine medium of sharing each other's expertise and knowledge and yeah. and that's and strength. So that's really cool. It's very neat. When he needs herbs, he comes to me. When I need math, I go to him. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. So now... You are a coach, so you're coaching people right now, correct? Yes, currently I'm still in my internship. I haven't completed my certification, but I do. I am I am welcoming um, people to contact me, and uh, there is a health assessment that they fill out first. It's very involved. I mean, it's asking a lot of questions. It's asking about your diet, your exercise, where you're at, your stress levels, what your lifestyle is like, what are you eating? How are you eating these things? Because like I said, if a client comes in front of me and I see on their health assessment that they have dinner every single night um, standing at the sink while their TV is going on and they're trying to, you know, put their kids to bed. They're not sitting and resting and digesting their food or taking in their nourishment and putting in that self-care that they need. And oftentimes I feel or I've been finding that self-care, too many people take self-care to mean like, well, I'm being selfish, why should I put myself, you know, I, I take care of myself. I've got, I've got the laundry to do. I've got the kids to take care of. I've got my parents to look after. I've got, you know, we keep pushing all these other things and self-care gets lost in the shuffle. And then we think self-care is selfish. Right. And, and how, you can't take care of your husband and your children and your parents until you take care of yourself and it's that putting the mask on, the oxygen mask on yourself first, so hard. And especially I feel it's so hard for women. They just have this maternal, we got to help, help, help everybody else while they're 
body deteriorates, their emotions deteriorate, they're lost in a fog while they're out doing so much for so many other people. So what a valuable lesson that, you know, this allows us to learn how to take care of ourselves first. Then it's amazing because you actually have the time and energy to really be present in taking care of the others in your life. Yes. People don't get that. No, that becomes a very big aha moment because they push it away thinking that can't happen. But when it does happen, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I've been known to send myself flowers. I'll go to the florist. I'll pay the money and I'll write a card out. And the flowers come to me. I pay to have flowers delivered to myself. (laughs) And the note that I write out in the florist says, nobody loves you like I do. Jackie. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. That is beautiful. And people laugh at me and they like roll their eyes. But you know what? Hey, and I have a loving husband who would give me flowers anytime. And he does. And I'm not saying that. Um, I'm the only person that can do it, but we should do it and I we can love do it. That. I love that. And I, I get that. My husband brought me flowers every Monday and it's when he did the grocery shopping. So he always got the flowers at Heinz, but he always brought, you know, a, a single like rose for me and then a bouquet for our kitchen. And after he had passed away, I periodically bought myself my own flowers. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to start buying myself flowers. Though, of course, Jackie brought me flowers today, so <laughs> I might be good for a couple of weeks. But I love that idea. Come on, people. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's treat ourselves. Buy yourself flowers. Send something to yourself. Appreciate you. Write yourself a nice message. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really what Ayurveda says is, again, you know, meeting yourself where you're at, taking care of yourself, using the tools that you have. Sitting and relaxing, taking in your food appropriately, taking time at the end of the day to unwind, whether it be meditation or prayer, or um, there's all these beautiful things in Ayurveda, something, for example, called Abhyanga, where it's a self-oiling and you sit, you oil, put on these beautiful nurturing oils you just kind of sit with it and then, you know, rinse it off quickly. And I like to do that, especially in the wintertime when I'm naturally dry and I need that moisture and that nourishing. And at the end of the day, just sitting and it is, it's a little bit of a pampering, but it's also very um, medicinal because you're working in your skin and you're building your circulation. You're building the nourishment into your tissues. It's absorbing. The oil is absorbing into your circulation and your system. So it is um, nourishing your joints. And again, you're sitting with yourself, putting oil on yourself, letting yourself know you are deserving of this time. And so many people, for example, a client, I'll say, you know, can you do this? Oh, I don't have time for that. And, And that's okay. So maybe you just massage your feet. Right. Honor your body. Honor your body. And you know what? You will have time for this because you're going to start to slow down and do what's important. And you're going to do it right the first time. You're not going to be stressed out about it. You're not going to be expending wasted time on emotions and aches and other things going on because you didn't do this. That's my dog barking in the background. If you can hear that, she could use some Ayurveda right now. So tell us specifically how this practice has changed your body. Like you had some cholesterol issues and and other health issues. How did that change your body? Yeah, first of all, I feel like I, I kind of became more accepting 
you know, it's kind of like that meeting myself where I am. So number one, I feel that's the most important thing is I no longer look at my body and think like, oh, you know, this, you look awful. This is terrible. And I no longer put myself down in front of people. I'm like, I used to, I'm not perfect. I'm always a work in progress. And I found myself um, kind of already self-shaming or saying like, oh, you're so, you know, you're so thin. I could never wear that outfit because I'm so fat, for example. And, you know, really hoping that they would say, Probably, oh, no, no, you're beautiful. But that never happens so much. <laughs> right, we're fishing for compliments. <laughs> right, and I'm yes. like, okay, that's not working. <laughs> so um, it's just kind of accepting of my own body and saying, you know, this is okay. This is who I am right now, and I accept that. Number one, I think, was the biggest thing. And again, like doing the Abhyanga and the self-care practices and the yoga and the meditation and just um, meditating and feeling that this is okay, I'm okay. And I don't need anybody's approval or a magazine to tell me what I need to look like. But then again, sitting with my food, um, I would often just kind of like gulp things down or just eat with reading a magazine or my phone or just not paying attention. Then I look down at my bowl and be like, oh, okay. You know, then I would wonder why I have a stomach ache afterwards because I just wasn't even chewing my food. So having a better relationship with the food that I'm eating and choosing foods that were compatible to my body type, which is a big aha moment with Ayurveda because Ayurveda recognizes that, I mean, obviously no two bodies are alike. We are all snowflakes. We're these beautiful snowflakes in the world and none of us are all alike. And for example, I would eat a banana and I would just feel hair like I'd feel ugh, sluggish and my stomach would hurt, but I'm eating healthy. It's a banana. Right. But my body's like, you know what? No, bueno, I don't like these bananas. So then I had to learn, you know what? Stop forcing things in my body that my body's telling me, like I'd have indigestion or I would have gas or constipation or feel bloated or lethargic or sluggish. And then the more I looked at Ayurveda, the more I'd be like, you know what, Jackie, this is your body type. This is who you are. This is the food that will work best for your metabolism, your digestion, your constitution. So I know... Having that knowledge and helping myself learn that, oh, hey, you know what? It's summer. It's what's called, you know considered pitta season in Ayurveda, so that's fire and water. So laying off the spicy, hot foods. And again, with Ayurveda, I've learned, and it's really helped my body and myself, is like increases like and opposites create balance. For example, in the wintertime, which... I'm not a winter person. It's cold. It's dark. It's clammy. And um, I'll say, for example, my husband is a big smoothie person. He loves ice cold smoothies. And I do too in the summertime. But in the wintertime, when I'm already sluggish and cold and my body's just no, not, doesn't want cold, no smoothies, no ice cream, nothing that's already going to make my body colder because that's increasing where I'm already at. I'm already oh, cold. Boy. So that's when you welcome the stews, the grounding, warm, sweet potatoes, things that come from the earth, things that are grounding because you've got this cold air expansive. So you're balancing it out with things that are nourishing and warm and will bring in that moisture to your body that your body craves during the wintertime. And I felt that that's really helped balance me out. Wow. So is there... Um, is this part of the assessment you spoke of, like talking about your body type and size and yes. shape and, and 
does it look at all your cholesterol and all that, or does it just look at things that you, you see and feel? Right. It doesn't look at your cholesterol per se. I mean, if a client wants to share that, that's great. That's obviously very helpful information. But we do a tongue assessment. So I will look at your tongue and I will see the shape, the size, the color. If it's scalloped, that tells me a lot about what's going on. If there's a coating to your tongue, if there's cracks to your tongue, is it dry? So we do a tongue diagnosis and then I also do a pulse diagnosis, um, a deep pulse and a superficial pulse. That also gives me indication of your natural body type. Wow. This sounds wonderful. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that I have a book all about tongues? Not my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I have one in the library. <laughs> I love this. I love this. And, you know, if, if something's not working in your life, quit doing it. We keep we tend to be creatures of habit. So like you said, I'm eating a banana. Well, I'm supposed to have potassium. I'm supposed to have magnesium. It's good for middle-aged women. And, but it's not agreeing with your body, yet we continue to repeat things, expecting different results, and you still feel sluggish. You still feel unhealthy. So why not break the barriers and try something different? You know, this is, sounds like an amazing practice, and, and certainly after this interview, I'm going to be uh, talking to you a little further about this. Um and so, so people get an Ayurveda counselor is that mm-hmm. uh, they they hire one, or and then this person helps them see their body types and helps them with their eating. And what is there anything else that's part of the practice that they help them with? Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks at your overall lifestyle. You know, it looks at maybe areas where you can improve. Maybe you're not happy um, in your job, but you don't know where to turn, or maybe there's just something in the job that you need to look at a little bit more. Uh, Maybe that means you need to reflect a little bit more or have some meditation or prayer, or even if it's just going outside in nature more and getting outside more. People um, often just sit at their jobs and they eat their lunch at their desk while they're working and they never take that break. And sometimes even just taking a break in the day, like I work with coworkers and I'll see them get you know, upset or agitated. And I'll just say, you know what, go outside for 10 minutes and take a walk. Just go. I mean, we have the luxury of working in a park setting. So it's easy and it's nice for us to go into the North Elmstead Park and just take a quick walk around the building and come back. And it's a world of difference. Wow. And we don't even do that for ourselves. So maybe even just making that little suggestion. And oftentimes I feel that, um, People tell me or they've learned about Ayurveda, especially yoga practitioners. Ayurveda is a sister science. And they say, oh, yeah, I'm Pitta, I'm Vata, I'm Kapha. I took a test. And that's great. And you can take a test in a magazine or on a website or something. But oftentimes, too, I think we're too close to our own subject. And I see, I'm mirroring you. I see you in a different way, in a different light. And again, with these assessments, I'm taking in a little bit more. And we have to look, dig a little bit deeper. So I can see you differently. And oftentimes I'll have these aha moments with clients that are like, oh, yeah, you're right. I am more like that because we don't see that in ourselves. We need somebody else and usually somebody who doesn't even know us. It's harder for me to have a client that's a family member or somebody that I know really well because it's like, oh, I know you. This is you. Like, I know you. <laughs> like, right. But it's, it's kind of for me more 
fun to have a client that I don't know. But what I do, there's there's the initial assessment. So I give you the assessment to take and the paperwork. And then our first meeting is a two-hour meeting. And I go over everything and I'm going to ask you more questions. I'm going to kind of dig in a little bit deeper. And we're going to go a little bit further into what you had to say. And then I take everything back with me. And I, it's a puzzle. And I take all these pieces together. And I put it all together and I'm thinking, okay, and I get a direction and you're going to tell me whatever goal you want in the first place. And we're going to work on that goal, but it's going to be using the tools of Ayurveda. So then I'm going to meet with you again. I'm going to say, okay, this is what you wrote down when we had our meeting. This is what I found it a little bit more from you. This is where I think that you're at. This is where you want to meet your goals. And then we come up with a plan and I'll say, okay, I'm going to give you a little just little pieces of information because you don't want to throw too much at one person. Um, it can be overwhelming. So we come up with just a general foundation of how they want to either improve their diet, their lifestyle, their sleep, exercise, whatever it is they want to welcome into their life in a more natural, holistic way. And then the second meeting is also a two-hour meeting. And then from there, we have kind of these follow-up meetings to check in. Is this to your goal? Sometimes the goal changes. Sometimes it was, I want to sleep better, but it really turns into, I want to exercise more, or I want to be a yoga teacher, and I didn't know that before, or I want to um, learn how to incorporate greens into my diet or have the protein that I need to sustain my particular body lifestyle. So then we can also tweak it too. It's not, it's not a cookie cutter and it's not concrete. It's not, okay, you're going to, this is what you're going to eat. And my, one of my clients looked at me, she goes, you're not going to make me a vegetarian, are you? (laughs) And I'm like, no, that's not that. I mean, people are so afraid that they're going to give up meat or I'm going to tell them you can't have that margarita or taco Tuesday. Yes. Have that taco Tuesday, but have it and really enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy those tacos and the margarita. Yeah. Not every day. No, no, but put your phone down and really yeah. embrace them. Yeah. I, so what does something like this, what would something like this kind of cost a, a person generally? Well, the, every program is different and every, you know, practitioner has their own, you know, cost level. Um, currently, a lot of uh, the client and information and the cost can be found at my website. So if you go to dot a new horizon and that's spelled a n e w h o r i z e n.com it has all my consultation um, costs and investment for that i do recommend five sessions um, the first two are very important um, and then the following ones are the hour kind of checkups and again i can be paid per session. I don't make anybody, you know, say, hey, give me X amount of money up front. And I do like to meet people where they're at too. If they say, hey, I can only afford one session now and then the next session next month, that's okay too. So I do like to work with people and see where they're at and see what they can do. Um, and I've also been known to trade services. I have friends that are, that are massage therapists. So I welcome that as well. (laughs) I will work for books. I got to think of a service I can offer. What can I trade you? What can I trade you? I'll buy you drinks. Uh... 
I'll let you visit my dog. <laughs> dog therapy. I do love that. I do love that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I, um, it, this is, I don't call it like my side hustle because I'm very serious about it, but, um, I do like to work with people. I really do. I so. love it. And I, I have to ask, so I've only known you for about, what has it been? Maybe four or five years since Annie moved next door to you. How long have you been involved in this practice that you're doing? This, um, since 2018. I was going to say, so for as long as I've known you, you've just been a real calm influence in life. You could just always tell from the little I've known you, you know, just seeing you at get togethers and, and what have you, you just always seem like such a, a kind, odd, like really caring, compassionate, authentic person. You could just feel a connection, you know, and, and I don't know. If, you know, knowing you before you began this practice and, and during the practice or what have you, you just have a calming presence about you. And maybe you're just a perfect fit for this kind of practice as well. I, I enjoy talking to you. Like after this interview, I'm going to like sign up and see what I can do to, you know, get some consultation and talk about these goals and, you know, work on my sleep is my issue. Um, I seem to get up every two hours. Thank you, menopause. Uh, <laughs> so maybe it's something in my diet that's keeping me up because, you know, the estrogen and progesterone rubs are not working, people. <laughs> so there's something else I could probably be doing for my body. And, and we're like our own worst enemies. We don't know that we're putting something in or doing something. It could be such a simple tweak that you and, and all your experience and knowledge could help us with and help me with. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, nothing's right for everybody, but something is right for somebody like then. And it's the whole, you know, again, we're not cookie cutters and we can throw different things out and that's okay. I could say, Hey, you know what? Try legs up the wall, try rubbing lavender and um, carrier oil on your feet at night. Um, and they can say, you know what, that's not working. And then we go to the next thing. So that's okay. It's not saying we won't try several different things because there are several different beautiful things out there that will work for you eventually, or maybe something started working for you. And then all of a sudden it doesn't because we've changed the season. Again, we change with our seasons. We change with our age. We, you and I were having these beautiful conversations. Like I do not know who that person is in the mirror looking back at me <laughs> because I was a 20-year-old person in that mirror just yesterday. Right. <laughs> and 49 caught up fast. <laughs> Sneaks up and then you look and say, oh, who is that? Yeah, yeah. Who's but you know what? I wasn't always this way. You know, I grew up as a latchkey kid, which meant back in the day um, I had a key to our apartment and I let myself in and I grabbed those Twinkies and I plopped myself in front of the TV, the Andy Griffith Show, uh, whatever was on <laughs> back in the day, um, good times, any, you know, all, all those beautiful things. <laughs> things right. that we used to watch and I would just eat and there was nobody there to stop me and I would eat whatever I want and the food was there and and then it was also the age of convenience so my mom had you know she was a single working mom and we had the tv dinners and the frozen food and I you know she didn't have the time and the luxury to go pick green beans for me in the field bring them home cook them and then make bread every night she had to do what she had to do right you and know we didn't even know that that stuff was bad for us. You know, we didn't even know the difference. You know, my family jokes that we thought broccoli grew with cheese on it. You know, we had no idea broccoli did not have cheese on it out there wherever it grew. So, you know, it was definitely, and, and my mom was, you know, stayed at home all that she was a mom, uh, but we still had 
things that probably weren't good for us either. You know, I didn't know I had, I thought I was a healthy kid and I look back and I had the Entenmann's cookies and the Lay's uh, chip treat every day for lunch. And yeah. God only knows what was in my bologna sandwich, you know, you just right. don't, we didn't know. We have more knowledge now. Yeah. And, but those places are still in effect. I mean, we still have the convenience, the drive through, the, you know, grab and go. Now there's call ahead and, you know, Uber Eats and now all these things can be brought to us. And it's still fairly expensive. I mean, one of the things I'll, I don't make anybody buy, um, you know, the organic brands or whatnot. And a lot of elderly people say, oh, I can't, I can't afford that. And they, they can't, they're right. So, you know, looking at alternatives too, like you can still eat healthy and it does not have to break the bank. And oftentimes I feel that people are just so used to, oh, I have a coupon. I can get buy one Whopper, you know, get one free and share it with my husband or my wife or my friend or whatever. And that's where they're at because they can't. They can't see past that. And, 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 you know, I had a colleague that had four kids and she, and I was going through, you know, my real healthy eating years ago. And she said, I can't afford it. I have four boys. I have a bag of chips that will last a couple of days. A little thing of blueberries that was three times the price is gone before I get out of the car from the grocery store. And you look at those things, they are costly, but thanks to your expertise and, and your knowledge, you're going to be able to steer people to healthy eating that's not going to break the bank, that they can afford. And we can even eat healthy when you eat out. You know, you can still have healthy choices, even at some of these god-awful, you know, drive-through places. There's still healthy options that we can choose if you're on the run. So I, I know you're going to be a plethora of knowledge to all of your clients and and I appreciate you sharing some of the tidbits. I guess if I could ask you one one last thing, if there was something you would want to give as advice to the listener, what is one thing you'd want to say or have them take away from us talking today? Oh, gosh, there's so many. You're going to make me pick one? <laughs> pick a couple. That's okay. it, too. Hey, sure. I'm, I'm going to be greedy. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, I think the things that, again, I'm just going to give the takeaway is the things that resonated with me is that the like increases like. So think about that when you're cold and you've got that big glass of ice water in front of you and you're drinking it, then you wonder why, you know, you have constipation or because, you know, you're making your body cold and you're keeping all that heat in. And then, you know, try drinking a glass of warm water instead and see how that affects you and see how if that lets things just ease your body a little bit more. So just remember that like increases like, opposites create balance. It's important, so important to meet yourself where you are at. Um, there's no judging. There's, I'm not here to judge you or say, do this or do that. Um, I do offer workshops and introductions. If anybody's interested to learn more, I will come to you. I have gone. I do go to yoga studios to sit and give the whole introduction package. So this is just scratching the surface. Um, and also for me um, in class, and I'll leave you with this too, is our teacher, she she said the word dis-ease, um, but she really broke up the word disease. She said dis Ease. You know, oftentimes we put ourselves in these conditions or these routines, like I'm going to eat a Whopper every day and I'm going to sit on my couch because, you know, my bones hurt and it's tired for me to, to and we, we make ourselves and, and we welcome that lifestyle. 
and not taking care of ourselves. Again, like we are important enough. Self-care is not selfish. But when she broke up that word dis-ease, I'm like, oh, yes. We create the dis-ease in ourselves. We're worst enemies. Yeah. And I'm like, dis-ease? Dis-ease. Hmm. Yep. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Not at ease. Not at ease. Yeah. Wow. And just listening to our bodies. Our bodies are telling us they're screaming at us what we need and again it's just that tuning in to me for my lifestyle and for my life it was like i was at a radio station and i was going back and forth and there was all this static in between and then when i dialed in and i found that sweet spot of that clarity of that resonating radio station that hit home with me it was like it opened up because you know you're you're searching you're searching you're searching and there's all this fuzziness and white noise but then you stop and you listen and you fall on your favorite music that's kind of what ayurveda and yoga was for me i love that analogy i'm sure that can sit well with a lot of people when you finally find that niche what works for you and and sometimes it takes us a whole lifetime you know i i mean i didn't find yoga till my husband was diagnosed terminally ill i would I never have stumbled across it, but you know, you, you find these things like, oh, what's my body? This is weird. You know, I had my own health issues going on and all of a sudden, you know, somebody had sent me a message saying, you need to try yoga. I was like, all right, what are you talking about? My friend, Jen Giuliano Yay. said that to me. <laughs> uh, and that was a life-changing moment. Uh, you know, that was the right radio station. Like, wow, all these things going on. So, uh, Wow. You are a plethora of knowledge. And Jackie, I really appreciate your time on here and body image and trying to, you know, be our best version of ourselves is so important. I think so many people, especially, you know, everybody, but middle age people kind of going through like, where am I going? What, how did I get here? How, what am I doing? And how many more years do I have to work? And how did my body turn to this? And, and you're, you're so fresh and so real with yourself and yourself accepting. And uh, I think you could be a real light to so many people. So I, I hope that the listeners take a look at www.awnewhorizon. And I will put this in my uh, notes as well.com and take a, take a visit with Jackie. In fact, I think Jackie and I are going to have to talk about getting a, getting a group to my house uh, and do a little uh, introduction here. Yay. And just let's get this going. I, why not feel good? Yeah. Don't we thanks, all want to feel good? Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. This I was fun. This. I love You're the this. Best. I, you are a good human being. You know, you. I, I think you and I share the same journey in that our journey is to help others embrace and enjoy their journey. Yeah. And I love you. And I tell you all, the minute you meet Jackie, you're just going to feel like she's an old friend of yours and you're going to feel so good about just being you because she is authentic. She's the real deal. She just is so sweet, so open, so kind, so loving. And and I'm not just blowing smoke. I mean this. She really is. And from the moment I met you a few years ago, you just had this really glowing smile and kindness and and she took my little sister and her family in when they moved next door and was so kind to them and and like you know a new family to them which they needed so i appreciate you and i thank you oh back at you my guest yay thank you thank you so much for this opportunity you're amazing 
as are you. Today we learn from Jackie Anderson to meet yourself where you are at. Self-care does not mean you are being selfish. Use the tools you have, like sit and relax, unwind, and eat slowly. Nothing is right for everybody, but something is right for somebody. Like increases like, and opposites create balance. And finally, your body tells you what you need. Today's gratitude is... My ideal body shape is whatever shape my body is when I am nourishing it without restriction and participating in movement without obligation. You can find Jackie Anderson at www.anewhorizon.com and email Jackie at anewhorizon.com. Well, that's it for today's interview. We hope our guest story helps you get through your story. Don't stop believing and keep on dancing.